Hey, this is To All the YA I've Loved Before. A podcast where two childhood best friends discuss the young adult fiction books of the 80s, 90s, and beyond. I'm your host, Casey Racer. I'm your other host, Ashley Spicer. This is Spooky Season 6, so grab your pumpkin spice latte and prepare to be scared because we're exploring teen horror, mystery, and the supernatural. Hey, Casey. Ashley. Thanks for joining me an hour and a half after we were supposed to start. It's totally fine. I had some drinks at happy hour and it was a good time had by all. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what I thought of since we are doing, sorry to take over here. (laughs) uh you know the whole amusement park and carnival subject matter yeah the the one thing that i did not mention that was a major cultural touchstone that has to do with this is roller coaster tycoon oh that's true that is so true yeah Yeah, i was really upset with myself yeah you should be That game was my shit. And I think it was at the beginning of the pandemic when I like re-downloaded it and I like beat it super fast. And I was like, all right. I'm so good at this. (laughs) This is my life now. uh, You guys are all asking what I'm doing. I am running a freaking amusement park. Okay. Yeah. What are you doing? (laughs) I'm making bread. Yeah. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) If you made bread, that's great. I love it. (laughs) Back to you, Ashley. (laughs) All right. (laughs) So today we're going to talk about the book Tastes Like Candy by Ivy Tolan or Tolan. I'm not sure how she pronounces it, Uh, but it's from 2020. And I just wanted to talk about the cover first because it's super cute. Yeah, I'm going to. Can I bring it up real quick? Yeah. Talk to me about this cover. Yeah. So it's a black background and um the tastes and candy are like purple and pink like ombre color thick messy lettering and then the like is like light teal cursive but it's got this skull that's made out of cotton candy so like got a cotton candy stick cone whatever you call it <laughs> but it's super cute love it I would say that if something like this is my aesthetic, like if I had to describe my aesthetic to someone, I'd be like this because it's like I love black and creepy, but also like cute and colorful. (laughs) So this this is really us, you know, it is. (laughs) And also so for this author, she has two other books and the covers are similar. I don't know if you saw them, but yeah, the other ones also look very interesting. There's one called Permanent Damage from 2018 and it's a ghost story um, where the girl is attacked by ghosts and causes what looks like self-inflicted wounds. So she's sent to like see a psychologist and they he like believes her that it's not her doing it like it is actually a ghost. Mm-hmm. So that cool. And then the other one is just from 2023 this year called mall rats but m-a-u-l <laughs> rats so clever perfect perfect yeah but it's set in 1999 about murders in a mall and apparently the killer wears a baby doll costume that's creepy <laughs> i want to read that i do too i want to read both of these yeah but definitely um, the definitely the mall rats like yeah, that's for sure and set perfect. in 1999 oh, perfect 
Yes. Yeah. And other than that, honestly, I could not find like anything about this author, which was unfortunate. I was, you know, I'm always interested, but she does live in L.A. And apparently she loves Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors. I saw that. (laughs) Oh, that makes me laugh. Which is hilarious. Oh, my God. Sometimes I just like have that song stuck in my head. We got to we got to put that on the (sighs) on the Instagram or something. What a wild movie that is. Yeah. <laughs> Patricia Arquette. Yeah. Wow. Well, someone else is in that too, I feel like, that is later on famous, but I can't think of who it is. But yes. Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> yeah. Now that he's in it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't really recognize anyone else other than obviously Robert England, but. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. You could tell that this author loves teen slashers. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And like it comes out really well in this book. It does. Yeah, it it was very well written, I will say. It feels like a teen slasher movie. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, so I don't, I don't, how did you feel about this? About the book in general? Yeah. I mean, I, I liked it. Mm-hmm. But as I've told you recently, I don't know what it is. Like, I think I'm just getting old. But it just, I just don't like it as much anymore. Like, it just, like, actually, like, bothers me now. Like, it actually, like, gives me, like, a reaction. I'm like, oh, my God. And I start to feel, like, sick. <laughs> oh, the like, the violence and the gore? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Totally understandable. But that being said, like, like, it was very well written to the point where it was giving me that reaction. It was like something that I could like see happening. <laughs> yeah. Know? How about you? I, I thought this was incredibly real written. It's so funny. Uh, it's yeah. really clever. I didn't, I saw the killer coming from a fucking mile away and I was just like, yeah, I would say read this book because it is fun. It's just like, it's yeah. total yeah, absolutely. mindless brain candy, but also like, mm-hmm. it's funny. It's well written. The characters are really well developed. You know, I just, I, I loved it. The character development was really good. Like even Ted, the security guard, like we knew Ted. <laughs> so you and I kept talking about on the last episode, how R.L. Stein kept on building up these moments at the end of a chapter and then going into the next. It would be like, mm-hmm. nah, that didn't really happen though. Or like, yeah, like this is a trick. But in this right. one, I think that Ivy used the like that in like a more clever way. Where like at mm-hmm. one point she was like, they're stronger than us. She'll be fine. And then literally the first sentence <laughs> on the next chapter was Claire wasn't fine. I was like, that not is fine. amazing. I love yes, that. Yeah. <laughs> it is good. Yeah, there are a lot of things like that. It was very clever. Yes. Yeah. I mean, there were, I don't know. There were points where I could have seen it being other people doing it. But yeah, it was no, the not. it was the motivation where I was just kind of like, yeah, but also like, hmm, okay, I get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you know what? Here's the thing: is that I that is a problem you and I really have with the like suspense thrillers that we read because we're always like, this was so good until like the last like the the reveal, the twist, or whatever. Mm-hmm. I will always be like. Oh, that was disappointing because like I know there's just yeah. only so many endings that can be like for it to make sense and this one did make right. sense like to me it made oh, yeah. sense I just was like it did eh, eh, okay that's fine yeah. <laughs> yeah like this definitely is not unique to this book no. like we we do have issues with with twist endings a lot 
quite often. Yeah. So I just like, I just want to really say like, this is a good book. This is really mm, fun. Yeah. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. That was just like a I personal, like, eh, not for me, yeah. but also I was hanging on till the end. It was great. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. It definitely keeps your interest even once you know what is happening. So should we just get into the summary? Let's do it. Go roller coaster tycoon in right into the summer. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So our main character in this is Violet. And she is um, she is just done with her junior year of high school. She plays violin and her dream has always been to write music for movies. So she applies only to Desert Springs University in Arizona, where her I can't remember what the name was, but there's a some famous movie, musical composer, whatever, that that went there. Mm-hmm. Um, so she wanted to kind of follow in their footsteps. But yeah, she doesn't apply anywhere else. She's just banking on, on going there. I'm a little confused about the timeline. Yeah. Because juniors do apply for college, but she was talking about it like everyone had heard by September of like their senior year yeah. where they were going to go to college. I was like, is that... Yeah, is that true? I don't I don't think so. I, I think that a lot of people yeah. don't even know until like April sometimes of their senior year. Yeah, he's still waiting. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't think about that too much. <laughs> I didn't go to real college. I don't know how it works. I thought about that way too much. I was just like, because, okay, partly because I write YA. So like when I need to mm. know something like that, I'm like. You've researched it. Y- yes, because I do have. I'm working on something where like that is an important part of the whole thing. And I'm like, when do mm-hmm. people usually get acceptance letters? And it's not until like April of their senior year. Hmm. So interesting. that took me out of it a little. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't really have made sense like for the story yeah. to to have it be that way. Because the, the thing is that there's this senior scavenger hunt and it's the incoming seniors who go on the scavenger hunt that's like put together by the outgoing Mm -hmm. the graduating seniors so if they if it was april of the these people's senior year then the other people would already be in college Mm -hmm. and they wouldn't be coming back to do oh i totally understand that and like i'm willing to suspend my belief i just wanted to say rob that like i was like "Mm, okay (laughs) yeah so we hear about uh, Violet's best friend James, who is I loved James, oh, great character. He's just the like friendship. sarcastic. <laughs> yeah, they're so good together. Um, but she's very into like computer science. She's like a techie kind of person. <laughs> this is one thing I was wondering about, and I I asked Matt. He is four years older than us, and obviously this is supposed to be like present day mm-hmm. high school. But I never took any sort of like computer science class, no. and I don't. It's not something that I would have been interested in. So I don't remember if it was even offered. I don't know. I mean, obviously, like, I'm sure that there are those now. But is it something that you take? Like, like she was talking about taking, like, all four years. Is it, like, that much in high school? Pro- okay, so probably not. That's probably a little exaggerated. There's probably, like, a couple of electives. But I will say yeah. that, like, my cousins who are a little, like, a a lot younger than me who just like graduated high school last year took classes Mm -hmm. in that vein where they were taking things where I was like what (laughs) right yeah like that was not we took we took like keyboard class I was gonna say to be fair like (laughs) that probably is your (laughs) play we were learning how to type yeah exactly so yeah 
we're old. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so James is going to Texas A&M because that's where her family is all gone and that's just where she wants to go. And she has already learned that she was accepted. And I will say that the Texas, the Aggies, like spirit, like that is true. <laughs> like that's yeah. so true because I, I like, my parents live in Texas now. They have a bunch of friends that live in Texas and yeah. it's Aggies wild. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And this does, this takes place in Texas somewhere. Uh, what was it called? I don't know. Somewhere near Austin. I think I wrote down later. Maybe we'll get to it. I don't it's like know. an hour outside of um, Austin or something. Yeah. Somewhere close. So we also learn about Mila or Mila. Not sure how that one's pronounced either. But she is the captain of the cheerleading squad. But she's also actually like really nice and sweet and like a good person and also very athletic. It's like a serious competitive cheerleading squad. I liked her too. All, all the characters were so good. Yes. I will say that Mila was like one I was like, oh, my heart. I know. <laughs> she was so sweet. Oh, yeah. And then we've got Blythe. Um, Blythe. I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce anything. It's Blythe. Um, Blythe. I, funny enough, when I lived in Texas, we had a neighbor and the neighbor yeah. girl's name was Blythe. Okay. <laughs> I was gotcha. like, I know that name. <laughs> That's, it's a Texas thing. Apparently. <laughs> so Blythe is, they used to be really good friends and she used to be like nice, basically. But now she's like a YouTube star and an influencer and she's become completely insufferable yeah. <laughs> no one wants to be around the her. way that they talk about her is so funny because they're just like yeah like at one point it took her like 40 minutes to take a picture of her taco salad and one of the other girls yeah. just like ripped her throat out because she was so hungry <laughs> <laughs> that would be so annoying i know uh we also meet uh, claire who's the captain of the swim team and just says she's whatever yeah yeah uh, some people got a little more character development than others but like that's not the that's yeah. not the fault of the author it's the fault of the constraints of the story i would say yeah i mean if we were getting that much backstory and everyone it would have been way too there's long. a lot of girls there are yeah um there's also lolly who is very academic and the ultimate goody two-shoes <laughs> what she called her yeah <laughs> just does not break any rules I think those are the only ones that they like introduced at that time. Nope, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Gracie. Gracie. <laughs> Gracie draws a webcomic and she used to be fat, had to play the some part in hairspray because she was fat when she had to Tracy Turnblad. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, poor Gracie. And then River writes the comic. So they're like partners in this. River's a huge stoner. I loved River. Oh, she was funny. I did too. She was good. <laughs> she was such a little instigator for so many things. I was like, I love her. I know. Yes. But also the the way that later on they talk about how much weed that she, that she does. At, oh my god. A better yeah. way to put it is they like eat. Yeah. Eat a bunch of like candy with infused weed, and I was just mm -hmm. like, me. I could, I cannot handle a lot of weed, and I like I drink some weed drinks, and it's very small amounts. And she was just like snacking yep. on twenty milligram little candies, and I was like, "Oh my Did god!" She eat like fifteen of them. Yeah, so many. like that was outrageous. Like to be, honestly, I don't really even know what's like a normal amount. <laughs> I just compare it to how much I can handle, and I'm like, 
I mean, I'm not judging. I'm just like, I, why, I'd be, yeah. I'd be a puddle on the floor. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I haven't done it so long. <laughs> but yeah, that was, that was a lot. And I believe that that is all the characters, all the girls that we All our gal pals. All our gal pals. Yeah. So they are all invited to be part of the senior scavenger hunt. And typically, all the previous years it has been held just at the school. And they get permission to do it and everything. But this year, they decide to do it at Poison Apple Halloween Carnival. Um, which sounds amazing. So cool. I was. I want to go there too. Why is that? Is that like a real thing? Do they have those that are like year round? I don't know. That's so cool, though. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. As we talked about last time, I'm not a big amusement park person, but like, I would definitely yeah. visit that place. Oh yeah, and I feel like like carnivals are probably mm-hmm. more your thing than than like theme parks with like. I mean, it does have like a roller coaster that I said, but you know, it's not as much around about the rides kind of it's thing. very theme park-esque that that carnival because mm. it's up year round yeah. and like carnivals really aren't right i don't know yeah i guess we could debate True. the definition of a carnival <laughs> versus an amusement park yeah. but we're not <laughs> going not. to do that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah no i thought it sounded really cool yeah she was talking about there's like a spinning cauldron ride mm-hmm. and um like a the black kitten kids coaster mila was in their zombie gymnastics show <laughs> that they put on. yeah the author did a really good job of really like building out the what the carnival was and throughout yeah. the story so it kind of like weaved its way throughout so you're not like telling everything at once but it like is important yeah. later yeah. on but it still isn't like oh this is like this because the story demands it instead it's like right showing you this world and what is unfolding within it <laughs> sorry i've been doing yeah. so much editing lately it's okay <laughs> this is my editing brain <laughs> yeah no i really i appreciated that because it it didn't seem like it was like forced at all like it was just yeah. kind of like unfolding absolutely even the part i don't know why <laughs> usually is not such an issue. Don't know how to pronounce this either. Uh, <laughs> the Beistel? Beistel? Decoration? Bastille? They were talking about? And it's B E I S T L E. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know how to say that, but I knew exactly what she was talking about. And I looked it up and it is what I was thinking. It's like these like vintage Halloween decorations that are like really. I don't know, famous, I was going to say, but... I don't... Okay, my brain must have skipped right over those words. Yeah. But yeah, they're they're really cool. They're like... I don't know. They're very different. I took a picture. Yeah, I understand now. Yeah, there's a lot of like paper decorations Mm -hmm. and like... I don't know. They're just... They're very distinct. So having that picture to to see all these like you know on the ferris wheel there's all these pictures and whatever so it's very reminiscent of like an elementary school halloween party Mm -hmm. like i feel like we did have these kinds of decorations yeah for sure so i liked that little detail yeah definitely i'm looking at them now and i'm like oh these are cute and vintage yeah right they're like like to today's standards they look pretty bad but they're like they're you know they're nostalgic charming (laughs) yeah yeah so yeah, that's like the theme of the carnival. When they get invited to be a part of it, they get this little poem that tells them what their 
item is that they have to find in the scavenger hunt. Violet's poem is congratulations, chosen girl, jump up and down, do a twirl, lock the grounds and follow the grass from the ride entrance, steal a path. So she has to get the like fast pass to the Ferris wheel. They're all getting their, their invitations to the scavenger hunt. Violet talks a little bit more about starting to play the violin and her orchestra teacher, Priscilla, who was adorable. Um, she had a mullet. Made her flared <laughs> yeah, jeans. But that's like what's coming back in style. I, I cannot start with the whole fashion <laughs> of it all. I know. It's, it's bad. Uh, but she was very sweet. She um, Violet had her heart set on playing bass, but she was very small. <laughs> the bass, they were all too big for her. So she convinced her to play violin instead. And she fell in love with it. A little reveal into a little bitty Casey. She played the violin for a full oh. year. Wow. Well, I was going to school in Omaha, Nebraska. Brag. In uh, <laughs> fourth grade. And there you could play orchestra in fourth grade. And I loved the violin. I was not good because I'm not good at playing instruments. I'm not good with music like Ashley is with her new little piano. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm so good. It's so cute. It's so hard. It. Oh, my God. But then I moved to Oakdale, Minnesota. I ever heard of it. <laughs> and... Uh, they didn't have orchestra, so I couldn't play it anymore. And then by the time when yeah. like orchestra was like a thing in like seventh grade or something, I was like, no, <laughs> I'm good. I'm over it. Yeah. <laughs> but I loved it yeah. the year I played it. <laughs> Pick it back up. Do it. My shoulder always hurt because of the way that you. Oh, yeah, I bet. Yeah. Holding yeah. it like. And like. That sounds uncomfortable. The- <laughs> So professionals have like a shoulder rest on it, but mm-hmm. the thing is, is those are like expensive, especially good ones. And especially if you're not, yeah. if you don't have a specific, like we rented the violin because they grow with you. Like when you're little, you have a, you have a smaller violin yeah. and so you wouldn't buy that. And so I just had like a sponge with a rubber band around it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, I don't know. I I played flute for like for a year and I I couldn't get into it either. Yeah. It just wasn't I don't know. We're just not. We're just not musical girlies. Not really. No. Till now. Till now. Because you are a star. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really do love so Ashley bought a little cute pink keyboard and is learning. And I love that. <laughs> I was telling Ryan the other day because I was like I feel like as adults, we're like not like allowed to learn new things, right? Yeah, and let's do it. That's fun. Yeah, who cares if you're not good it at is. it? Who cares if you're not going to like turn it into like a career or something? Like you want to play yeah. a keyboard? It can just be for fun. Yeah, yeah. I do feel like that's the thing. Like because you're not like instantly good at it, and you're an adult. It's like wow, you really suck. Literally <laughs> every single hobby I've ever picked up in yeah. my life. Yeah, yeah. I, there can be no period of of not being excellent. No, not allowed. Oh wow, we need therapy. <laughs> Girl, <laughs> hey, girls would rather buy pink keyboards than go to therapy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> no, probably, probably both. both. Let's do know? both. Good idea. Yeah, I like both. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, so where were we? 
Um, yeah, she she absolutely loves playing violin, and she plays for five hours every oh day. God. Oh my god! I've never done two hours in the morning, three hours at night. Wakes up at five thirty in the morning. Oh my, that is some dedication. I love the description of how she talks about it. Getting out of bed when her alarm. She's like, her eyes aren't even yeah. open. She's like, okay, I gotta pee because mm-hmm. that's the first thing you have to do in the morning. But like, she's like autopilot. And she starts playing on autopilot and then all of a sudden and then she like comes then, to and oh that's beautiful. Yep. Beautiful. It wakes her up. She doesn't need coffee because she plays violin and just gets her going. I don't think she's yeah. tried cold brew. <laughs> 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 nope. I do all of the descriptions in this were very good. Like you could definitely see what she was talking Absolutely. about. Absolutely. James takes her to it is I think it's grandpa's yes. house james's grandpa's yes. house okay her mom's to dad. clean out their stuff yeah and we meet james's mom heather oh, oh i <laughs> loved her so good she had purple hair and a nose ring as a teenager dated a boy with a green mohawk who is now her husband <laughs> has normal hair um, they're just normal heather is a soccer mom but she's got a little wild streak that comes out when they go on road trips very <laughs> cute, cute. Has a big crush on Trent Reznor, <laughs> as you do. Who doesn't? <laughs> right? I liked this quote here. They were looking at stuff from the 90s. And Violet was like, do you ever wish you lived back in the 90s before phones and stuff? And James was like, uh, no, I'd die if I didn't have my phone. We wouldn't have internet and I'd probably die of boredom without a computer to screw around with. What if there was an emergency or something? Don't romanticize the good old days, especially when you never lived them. And that's such good advice. Because people do that all the time. Oh, absolutely. And I think I think it's a, like because of how sped up technology has become in the past 20 years in, in particular, that romanticization of it is just like, we used to just like do nothing all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it was it was fine, but only because we didn't know anything different. <laughs> things like it has helped so much to have this technology and also like not just the technology it's just our society and like how people are more accepting of of people who are different than themselves and it's just all around yeah better i <laughs> for the most part i can't remember what podcast i was listening to and if i remember it i will put it in the show notes but they were talking about how much like being who they were didn't suck as much because of discovering like-minded people like on Tumblr. And so before that, like there were chat rooms and stuff, but I, it's just like, it was a lot lonelier of a place. And I think that a lot of people would say that about now since like more people communicate online maybe, but I have such two minds about that because as a teenager in the early 2000s who had all these big feelings and like discovered certain mm-hmm. things about myself it was a lonely process yeah doing that because i just like couldn't find i didn't know how to reach out to other people right yeah it was hard to find people who had the same experience as you or you know the people around you that maybe did weren't really talking about yeah things. so we're all meeting online to talk about it <laughs> yeah exactly like it's so you can be more open because people don't really know who you are or, and also now it's more acceptable to talk about things <laughs> it just wasn't I, then I think with the internet 
in particular, social media did. I'm not saying social media is great. Like, let's be real. But was it, I mean, it just helped you find someone who understood you. And I think that that opens up the door in IRL life. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of like feel more comfortable with yourself Mm -hmm. and you're able to express yourself more in in every situation because of it like I'm all about nostalgia uh, quite obviously (laughs) yeah a lot of what I do but I do think it is I think we should think about all of the bad things from the past like yeah I mean the romanticization of the 90s like I'm all about like all the fun stuff but like we have to remember like there was a lot of bad shit going on I mean there still is obviously but yeah I mean life was much worse as Mm -hmm. anyone who wasn't a middle upper middle class white straight man white yeah (laughs) like exactly yeah and that's the other thing too is like I like you know when we were younger it was the same thing with like the 70s or whatever we used to think Mm -hmm. that the 70s would have been so cool and even me with like I love the style of the 40s and 50s but but to live then oh my god no (laughs) horrendous you have no rights no even as a white woman. Yeah. I can't even, I don't know. It's just appreciate the good things, but recognize that there are not good things. Let's not make America great again. <laughs> no, <laughs> let's like try to make it great. Like for the first, maybe time. For the first time ever. <laughs> We're not there. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Ash and I just had a two-hour conversation about politics, yeah. and now we're getting back to the story. It's now midnight. No. <laughs> but yeah, let's let's not romanticize um, times that we didn't live through, times that weren't great. They also talk about being like nervous for starting their senior year. They talk about how they're like scared if they're not going to be friends anymore, and how um, James's mom's best friend they kind of fell out they don't really talk anymore which is such a real thing at that time and every time that made me feel so sad especially because my best friend from when I was 13 is right here with me oh right here but not oh yeah that's true because of this technology (laughs) yeah it's like I made Ashley start a podcast with me and now we have to talk all the time yeah now we just hang out all, all yeah. day. Um, apart from this podcast, she hates my guts, though, actually. That's true. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's such a it's such a transitional time in your life. And you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I mean, other than you, there's not a lot of people from high school I do talk to. Yeah, same. Oh, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. And then here where we meet Ted and this is another one of those like end of the chapter things I loved that because we don't know who Ted is but he's it says somewhere in Beldum Beldam I don't know mm-hmm. <laughs> why is such a thing uh, Beldam a man named Ted reported to work and then it tells us who Ted is he's the security guard at the carnival he has nerve damage in his leg and he says he's just lazy he doesn't want to do any work which I can relate who does, um, but he, he reads true crime only because his ex-wife liked it and he wanted to connect with her, but she left anyway. Yeah, bitch left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How dare she? But yeah, he's like, he's such a 
sweet guy. He even like skips past the pictures. He can't look at him in the in the true crime books. Um, can't take it. But yeah, I just think that all of these characters were so well done because even him, like we didn't need to have development with Ted, but I really appreciated it. I appreciated the humanity that she brought to the victims. Yeah, a lot. Absolutely. Yeah, it's not always a thing that slashers have done like these are people that were killed right yeah it's not just like nameless bodies so yes he is in the security booth and he gets killed he sees a figure in a dark hoodie with sunglasses on and there's some kind of powder that the like a blows a kiss with the powder into his lungs which that's cool wait a minute that super cool very Very, um fairy tale ass yeah we get some more about how Blythe is you know just awful um there's a group chat going on they're (laughs) trying to decide where to eat and every place that everyone decides she's like no I can't go there I just went there I yeah I'm going there next week I did this for my 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 blog But also um, so relatable where she's like, I don't want to do this or that or that. And then she's like, but I'll do, I'll go anywhere. Yeah. I feel like yeah. that's me. One of them's like, so what do you suggest? And she's like, I'm open to anything. <laughs> I do that every time. Mm-hmm. There's also, she doesn't want to go to an Indian place. Cause she's like, what if my, what if my post sounds racist? And I think it's James again. That's like, maybe don't say something racist. <laughs> This is really so funny. It's- it is. Oh, that's too- I-, I wrote down so many quotes because it is so funny and like so true. They talk about a 4th of July party that Blythe has thrown in the past. And there's Nolan Flynn, a guy James has a painful crush on. And she starts like hiding in the kitchen. And she says, I've never been so embarrassed in my life. And then Violet's like, what did you do? And she's like, nothing yet. I just don't want Nolan to be aware of my existence. <laughs> like, yes. That's exactly what you and I. Yes, 100%. Like, no. Like, yes, I like this guy, but no, I don't want him to ever know that I'm alive. (laughs) Yeah. I, uh, one of the reasons why I thought that this book was so good is because of just how much James and Violet's relationship really reminded me of our friendship. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Especially when they were at Bucky's. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, okay, first of all, Bucky's is amazing. Love Bucky's. (laughs) I have heard good things. <laughs> I showed uh, a friend of the pod, Vanessa, from Cider Mill Coven, Bucky's, when we drove down to yeah. Florida. And she was like, this place is amazing. Love this. Like, they have, yeah. they have the cleanest bathrooms. Always stop at a Bucky's. But <laughs> it really reminded me of us going to the gas station because the gas station is, yeah. was the only place that we could go to when before we could drive. Because we could mm-hmm. just walk. Yeah, we would go like every day. We'd go get snacks, get their little gas station cappuccino. cappuccino. I know. I, w- I was like, <laughs> so what gross. are we doing? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just hang out on the swings, drinking our cappuccino, <laughs> eating beef and turkey. <laughs> <laughs> what a gross combination. We're disgusting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Teenage experience. What a treat. <laughs> Hanging out in a gas station. It really is. <laughs> Gotta do it. Highly recommend. So then the group of girls goes to eat. They finally have decided on a place to go. 
And Blythe says that she is going to be confiscating their phones for the scavenger hunt. Um, she wants them to all be like present in the moment. Everyone's surprised. They're like, what? You want to do this? And she's like, yeah, I'm starting now. Whatever. <laughs> well, she's pretty much like, I'm more than I seem. And I like don't always want to be on camera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. that's that's why <laughs> that's what she says uh, i believed it yeah i did too actually yeah because you do get these moments before then where she is kind of um violet even says you know there's moments where the true blight kind of comes out where she is like this sweet relatable girl um then <laughs> when they're at the restaurant there's emma who is their server and she they all talk about how she's supposed to be at Harvard and she should have been back by now to the dorms and she's not. And they find out that she got kicked out because she kind of broke down and wasn't <laughs> able to handle the the pressure. As a lot of high achievers do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was totally realistic. That, <laughs> But when Violet is leaving the restaurant, she goes and talks to Emma <laughs> and she says like, yeah, she's trying to like relate to her because she's like, you know, I haven't gotten my acceptance letter yet. I kind of know like how you're feeling right now. And <laughs> Emma puts a knife to, to Violet's throat. <laughs> she's like, you don't know what I'm going. She's like, oh, you haven't gotten to school. Well, I went to school and I, <laughs> I went to school and I couldn't do it. And they kicked me out. That was really weird. That's so weird. That was like that. That scene. I feel like didn't fit Mm-mm-mm. with the rest of the story. I know, like, because even though there were, like, a lot of over-the-top gory parts, I'm like, this is actually mm-hmm. really realistic. Yeah, yeah. And that and, didn't like, feel realistic at all. No, it didn't. And especially, like, nothing came of it at all. Like, it was just, like, it happened. She hardly even talks about it, Violet. She goes to in the car with Blythe, and she's like, oh, she almost, she almost tried to kill me. She's like, oh, Hold okay. a knife to my throat. If somebody what? held a knife to my throat, I would be telling yes. everyone for the rest of my life. going on with my day. I'd be like, guys, what just happened? And he was like, while well, it was happening, she was like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, you're right, I can't. I'd be so like, can I see your manager? Yeah. Fuck. How did nobody even see this happening? It was so weird. I don't know. That was the one thing I was like. Yeah, I think it was supposed to be this red herring. Yeah. It was also so over the top that I'm like, this person is definitely not the killer. We got it. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Sorry, spoiler alert. This person, not the killer. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So then they're deciding who's going to ride with who to the carnival. Um, nobody wants to go with Blythe in her Tesla. They're all white Teslas. <laughs> nobody wants to leave the car in the, the woods by the carnival. But Violet rides with her. And they talk about Blythe like asks Violet to go to Europe with her as her intern because Violet's telling her how she probably is going to get into college and all this stuff. Um, and then they play this stoplight game which they talked about they had made up previously when this actor who's 25 years old was Ugh. texting uh, Blythe and that's gross yeah uh, yeah but they came out with it because she said if the light is green I'll tell him I'll hook up, up with him and if it's red I'll say no 
and that's like and do you know who they're listening to in the car i was gonna yes yes andrew mcmahon how weird is that um you just i just i just met andrew mcmahon yeah (laughs) i told them where i lived it was really awkward I didn't know what to, okay I didn't know what to say to him like we had so Ryan surprised me it was amazing we got to like sit in on his on the sound check and so they played yeah. like pretty much a mini concert but it was like 30 people you're right there right there yeah. um and then got to do like a meet and greet and I'm like I brought his book three pianos really good and I was like, I don't know what to say. I've never like met a like celebrity yeah. really. <laughs> right. And I, I was just like, I don't know what to say. And whatever. We got up there and we were kind of talking about the venue that it was in, which was it, it's in our neighborhood. Uh... <laughs> and so I was like, oh yeah, we like live right over there. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, do you want to come hang out? <laughs> And then when Brian and I were walking back, because there was time in between the main great and the concert, I was like, did I just tell Andrew McMahon, like, where I lived and, like, my social security number and, like, my mother's maiden name? Like, is he going to steal my identity? It was very funny. <laughs> but, yeah, I was like, oh, I know this man. Yeah, that's a cute little, little thing in there. One of my favorite artists yeah. of all times. Yeah. So they decided to play the stoplight game to see if... Uh, Violet will agree to go to Europe as as Flight's intern, and um, all the shops, the lights are all out, and then all the stoplights are flashing red for like as far as they can see, which that's creepy. Ominous. Yeah, they're like pretty much like I guess we might not live at all. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, doesn't matter. <laughs> Nobody's going anywhere. So they all go in to the carnival parking lot and they see mr luzon the ninth grade english teacher in the woods and he's got like a really aggressive dog that tries to bite james and he's a big creep and apparently like has like gives massages to the girls and he's gross what i found particularly interesting about this was something i have found that has happened to me several times in my high school career Mm-hmm. something came out where he was telling a female student that her her shirt was unbuttoned too far and then he apparently mm. reached over and tried to button her buttons yeah not that but i've had two instances where some where a teacher or a faculty member told me that my dress was inappropriate like my what i was wearing was inappropriate and then grabbed at Ew. me to like tell me and i'm like how is it what i'm wearing and don't worry, but your actions are not. Yeah, but this is fine. And no, I, I just bring that up to say, well, first of all, fuck dress codes. But secondly, mm-hmm. we've talked about this before. We're like, high school is such a place where like you are demanded to be an adult as a teenage girl, but you also yeah. are treated like you have you're not allowed to do anything. And dressing right. is part of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So he keeps saying, like, you guys need to leave. You can't be here. And they say, you know, we got permission and he doesn't believe them. But they're like, hey, we're going <laughs> to we're going to tell people what you've been doing. I love how they really um, so stick leaves. up for themselves. Yeah. To this teacher. Yeah. Uh, they make their way in and uh, they <laughs> do take the circus peanuts. 
<laughs> the THC circus peanuts uh, that are 20 milligrams each. <laughs> they all are <laughs> trying to divvy them up. Oh my God. Yes. There's so many. Um, James has one. Gracie has one and a half. Claire has five. <laughs> Mila's like, she doesn't ask for them. She's like, a lady Ooh. doesn't ask for this. She has, she waits to be asked or something. Uh, um, and then uh, Lolly initially is like, no, we shouldn't be doing this. But then Violet is maybe going to take some Lolly pulls her aside. And she's like, no, you can't do this. I can't be the only one that's not doing it. And Violet's like, you want to do it and she's like yeah kind of yeah lolly wants to be (laughs) peer pressured into doing it she does yeah yeah okay what that tells me about their friend group is that they don't peer pressure her into doing these things yeah which is nice and she's like it was really nice though because i wanted yeah (laughs) exactly like they didn't like make it a big deal that some people weren't going to or yeah but she she does want to because she doesn't want to be like her sister gina who is terrible and called called lolly a slut for kissing a guy and called the cops on a keg party gene is not great (laughs) so lolly and violet split one Um, lolly gets like a third and violet takes two thirds Um, drug math happening in that And then as we as we talked about before river has she's walking and she eats the entire rest oh my of the bag which is like 13 15 oh something like that lots lots of them so in a slasher you kind of have to find a reason to separate people mm-hmm. for one and to also like make it so that the reason why they're kind of caught the reason why they're killed mm-hmm. it like it makes sense yeah they're not thinking straight right and so the use of drugs of, of weed mm-hmm. in this yeah. instance is so brilliant Mm because they're all just like they're like i can't think right now uh who who is it that like someone goes and has to get a drink of water and lemonade uh, is it player or is that river yeah she's like i shouldn't do this but like i need lemonade (laughs) yes it's so funny it's so funny it's so true Yes. Yeah, like none of them could like keep it together. They couldn't be serious yeah. and they couldn't some of them couldn't even like comprehend what was happening. No. Like they're actually in danger because they're just they're too high. <laughs> they're so high. They're so high. <laughs> oh, they they get in and James is able to turn off the security cameras and like the controls to the rides and lights, whatever. So they do that and they split up into groups of two to go and find their scavenger hunt items and the groups are made because of how high each one of them is. <laughs> <laughs> they have to like keep keep a more sober one with the super high ones so they don't get off track or <laughs> whatever brilliant it is so it's such a good yeah. good platform i know that there's been more like a female stoner comedies lately mm-hmm. but like yeah, I still think seeing it is just like chef's kiss. Perfect. Yeah, because it is such traditionally like a male thing, which is weird. Like, okay. But also reading this, I was like, I don't know if I could do any weed for a while because I feel like yeah. 
I don't the way that they were just all so like brain melting. I'm like, yeah. this is terrifying. Actually, it is. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I haven't. It's been a long, <laughs> long time for me. And that's why I can only do two milligrams at a time. <laughs> I do such a little, little baby amount. <laughs> wow. So that's like, yeah. So the peanuts were ten times that. Yeah. Each. Yeah, I mean, wow. like these girls grew up on that kind of weed. Like mm. we did not. We were drinking, mm -mm. or we were drinking. We were smoking ditch weed, like with stems yep. and shit in it. Like it's mm -hmm. not it's nearly different. that. Yeah, these are circus peanuts that they bought at a dispensary, yeah. or like their cousin did. Yeah. It's these days have it so good. Yeah. Uh, so Blythe and Violet are paired off, and they talk about how she Blythe again talks about how she's kind of sad about how her life is going. Violet tells her about how she wanted to be a musician and she talks about, you know, we've talked about a lot on this, like about good teachers. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot of mention in this about good teachers. And yeah. the thing that she says about this, this isn't even the Priscilla, the orchestra teacher. It's a different teacher that she had in like elementary school. And they had to draw what they wanted to be when they grew up. And at first, Violet just drew herself in like the um, uniform of the hotel that her mom works at. And the teacher could tell that she like didn't actually want to do that. And Violet admits that she wants to be a musician and but she doesn't think that she can. And the teacher says, Violet, someone has to play music. Why not you? besides most of your friends won't be doctors and lawyers your minds will change as you get older i bet a lot of you will do jobs that don't even exist yet the world moves fast there's always something new yeah that's amazing what an amazing thing to say <laughs> yeah i <laughs> yes <laughs> sorry yes absolutely i yeah. am at a loss for words because i just want to say as a very creative child very creative person um, the amount of people that told me I could not be a writer and like I yeah. couldn't do that because it will never earn me money and blah blah and like mm -hmm. like I'm not a millionaire <laughs> from writing. <laughs> I'm not even close. Yeah. Like I barely yeah. break even. But I was just like dissuaded from it to such a degree that I had to work from like the ground up to get here instead of being mm -hmm. able to do that work at a higher level yeah. of knowing what I was actually doing. Because right. yeah. I was told, like, don't go to college to be a writer and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, all of my work that I do, like, is nothing to do with what I actually went to college for <laughs> at all. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, if, like they were talking about, there's so many people that go to college to get these degrees for no reason. Like, there's, they're not even doing anything that it's useful for. Mm -hmm. They don't even you know, a lot of people can't even get work in the field that they're trying to go into. Like, why not do what you love and not concern yourself on if it's going to be something that makes you a millionaire? Like, that's such yeah. a, like, the vast majority of people are not going to be millionaires, billionaires. <laughs> and I think that that's a lot of the issue is that people think that if they just do the right things and work hard enough, that that's going to happen. And it's not. Someone has to be a writer and you should be a writer. Exactly. Someone has to be yeah. You should be a musician. Just because you're not going to be like a Taylor Swift doesn't mean you can't work in the industry or like what. Right. And it's very like it is really frustrating. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean that definitely is something that should change. Because <laughs> like for me, I wanted to do like 
academic work. And even that people were like, no, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to get anywhere with that. Cause it's kind of the same thing. Like there's these like elite oh, absolutely. people in the academic world. And then everyone else is making like nothing. <laughs> you can't even survive, but that's a whole other yeah. thing. <laughs> but yeah, it's like anything that's not like, I don't know, you're like middle of the road kind of average jobs, like trades almost is like what people think you should be doing or you have to be a doctor or yeah. like, you know, I don't or know. Or the STEM it's, field. It's yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's frustrating. <laughs> and also like, I don't know. It, it also is like a, people don't believe that women can do these scientific things either. Like they, like I was, dissuaded from like going to medical school yeah. to, to go to nursing school because that's that's what women do yeah women aren't doctors have you ever heard of a no. name three women doctors yeah <laughs> yeah it really that's all just... comes down to bullshit uh patriarchal values and yeah I mean and I'm saying that because the American dream is based on white patriarchal values yeah yeah and it's just like I found that so interesting I have, you know, I work in a hospital, obviously, but there was these two patients that were having a conversation and one of them was like in their fifties or something. And one of them was in, I don't know, like early twenties. And it was very much the opposite of what I expected them. Like their, their viewpoints were switched from what I would expect. Cause they were talking about making money and like, you know, the American dream and the older one, the mid fifties person was talking about like you know the the American dream is gone (laughs) like you can't you can't just work and you know build your way up like you used to be able to I mean and even that was so like "Mm, who could actually do that well right yeah yeah like I feel like now it's like not attainable for really hardly anyone Okay. <laughs> Back to this book. I don't know what we're even talking about. Uh, <laughs> so, Violet had some good teachers. She had some bad teachers. As you do. <laughs> you know? That's what we were talking about. We were oh like, my God. American yeah. Dream is dead. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Okay. So, they end up going to the bathroom and I thought this was really funny, especially for us, because we're, <laughs> we're really loud peers. <laughs> we're such loud, aggressive peers. <laughs> oh, my God. And it was Blythe who wanted to go to the bathroom. And Violet is like, you know, she managed to pee so silently, even though she had to go so bad. And I I <laughs> barely had to go, but it was loud. <laughs> Yeah, just a, just a funny I just remember piece. you and I just like going to the bathroom at the same time at like a bar yeah. or something, and it was just like people horses hissing. I know. Yes. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I what I really love about this story is how it lets these girls just be like teenage human beings, like yes. kind of gross. Yeah. And they talk about like farting. Right. They talk about like mm-hmm. and they're like nasty stuff, body odor, yeah, and, like they're yeah. gross, mm-hmm. but like. Yeah, I, that's we like don't let teenage that's girls do that. A, mm-hmm. Yeah, gotta be perfect. And we were the nastiest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we were nasty. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So once Violet is done in the bathroom, she comes out and Blythe is gone, 
Um, and she's also like trapped in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> the door won't open. Um, she finally gets out and she sees that there's like a magazine shoved under the door. Interesting. Then they she can't find Blythe. She's gone. The lights and the music suddenly turn on and Violet hears a girl screaming, like abruptly starting and stopping. She can't tell who it is. Violet is walking, trying to find Blythe. And she talks about how in school they learned about the fight or flight response and how they never talk about freeze. And this is such another like really clever thing to say and something I've never, ever thought about how they don't talk about freeze because it's like as a way to like victim shame almost like because yeah. if there's only fight or flight and you were just standing there doing nothing then it's your fault that something happened to you and it's like I would never do that I would I would run or I would fight yeah that's a really good point that's messed up and I do want to <laughs> say since we touched upon like the exploitative nature of true crime that how we talk about victims is so important because it's like mm-hmm. and a lot of those like especially the women powered <laughs> true crime podcast they'd be like oh you go yeah. girl and on one hand, it's like, yeah, like that's that's great that that person yeah. like did that, but also it is shaming mm-hmm. someone who might not do that out of right. Like, you never know how you're going to react to it. Oh yeah, no. Like personally, I will say that I probably would cribble to the fucking ground, and I'm okay with that. Like, I'm yeah. okay admitting that because I just like I'm not a good person in a stressful situation at all. Yeah, <laughs> but that doesn't mean I deserve to die. No, no, that's such a, oh, God, we've talked about that before. It's like, nobody, nobody deserves to die. No, no. Anything. Like, Ugh. Hey, hot take. <laughs> but kind of, I don't know but if you've kind ever, of. like, but yeah, because why? I saw this TikTok the other day. <laughs> it's so, it's so true. It was saying like, like, if you're really believing equal rights for women then you think that women should be drafted and she was like no I don't think that anyone should be drafted like nobody should have to do this because there shouldn't be war (laughs) there should not be any of this like military no there should not be anything because why are you the leader of a country if you can't figure out how to like talk through problems borders are stupid yes like why yeah. are we still doing this this I... made sense thousands of years ago it didn't even get over it, it. didn't even then well i mean it didn't but it's like they didn't have any other oh way to like you know they hadn't uh, we really are know. like yeah. bullshit right now we're just like feeling so many feelings yeah. <laughs> i just i think that this had a really good way of like bringing these points up <laughs> why i'm like just like Fear Park had good ways of bringing yeah. like those like feelings of, yeah, all that stuff. Uh, I, I I totally agree. Yeah, we'll get to that later. I have like lots of things to yeah. talk about, like the genre, <laughs> the yeah, genre. For sure. <laughs> we are like so off right now. We're just like, where are we? We're lost. What's this happening? The last. We're like, you know what it is? It's the last day of school. Oh. Before winter yep. break. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. oh man. All right. So 
yeah, she talks about the fight fighter. Please, please, <laughs> free or get please, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Um, and then she sees Lolly by the roller coaster, and she sees this figure grab Lolly by the throat. Ooh, um, brutal. And Violet recognizes him immediately as the liquor. Oh my god, that was so disgusting. So gross. So in a previous year, there was uh, so this this carnival is open year round and it's always Halloween themed. But during the actual like time of Halloween, they have uh, more extreme like it's actually like scary actors and all that mm-hmm. where it's you know more more extreme whatever. So during that, Blythe and Violet had gone, and there was a guy who was in this black demon mask with this <laughs> disgusting, super long tongue, and the actor had been like outside of the scare bounds or whatever they called it there was like certain areas where they were supposed to be um and there's other areas where you could go if you didn't want to be scared by them so he went outside of that and he also had a real axe where of course they're not supposed to have real weapons (laughs) so then blythe nicknamed him the liquor the liquor because the tongue was disgusting yeah yeah so he had like this gruesome mask and this super long tongue and like at some mm-hmm. points they talk about it where it's like waggling and I was like oh yeah. this is disgusting. <laughs> so disgusting oh my god yes so uh Violet sees the liquor <laughs> dragging Lolly and he puts her head on like the plate of the test your strength thing <laughs> and then it goes to like a scene of her talking about her cousins who had stolen a watermelon watermelons from somewhere and dropped them off of however many stories up and how they just exploded oh my god and then it says that um the killer hits lolly's head with the mallet and kills her and it's just like this watermelon and that was disgusting it was absolutely brutal my god holy shit yeah i know i know at several points she talks about that she has not only blood but brain matter on brain yeah yeah (laughs) yikes wow and she's so relaxed Um, about it too at that point she's just like yep that's brain i know that's lolly yeah (laughs) like oh my god like she's like in shock yeah yeah (laughs) you know she is yeah there's a lot of parts in this where it's like yeah, these girls are all in shock because of what's going on, but it makes it entertaining for the reader. Added to that, the edibles, so fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's a brutal book. It's like you said, you have a lower tolerance for this kind of thing. Um, but I yeah. will say that, like, if you're into a slasher, like, the descriptions oh, yeah. are amazingly written. They are. I felt so like good. we were watching a slasher. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really did. And I'm someone who, like, that's not always the case. Like, when mm-hmm. I'm reading something, I don't always have, like, a picture of of what's happening or, like, of the characters or anything. And in this, I guess I didn't really have the characters, but of, like, the scene, absolutely. <laughs> it was, it was the, real. A lot of the talk about, like, the lights of the carnival and how mm-hmm. people were seeing the lights and how, like, dizzying, the like, everything was, like, it was, it was really well done. Really well yeah. done. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Wow. That's nasty. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
<laughs> but then the killer sees Violet watching and he comes over. He knows her name, um, but has like an electronic voice disguising device. And then we cut to Claire, who is super high looking at the lights. Uh, <laughs> Violet meets with her, wants to run and call for help. Um, but Claire is like, no, we need to stay and find the rest of them. And she's like, you know, I can handle myself. I can deadlift 230 pounds. Violet's like, is that a lot? I don't know. And she's like, yes, bitch. That's a lot. I loved that. I loved that okay. so much. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. How, how far? I was going to say, I think that this go? is good. Like, I think that this is good. Okay. I think that what this yeah. establishes for um, the listeners is that like this is a slasher mystery. Yeah, movie. like it's definitely it's very gory. Yeah. If that's not your thing, don't don't do it. But if it is, absolutely. Um yeah, that great. Thank you. Great great summary. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> oh my god. So many tangents. So many tangents. Um that's okay. We had a lot of feelings about this book. Yeah. About the things with Yeah. Me. Okay. I'm going to be I'm I'm keeping it real. Keeping it real. Keeping it real. Keeping it real. I did not have much much to talk That's about. Totally I okay. mean, like that I had written out or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I did want to say that they mentioned that Claire has. Um, they don't say which one, but I'm sure it's hyperthyroidism, <gasps> which I thought was really cool. Thyroid representation. <laughs> thyroid representation is always important. You know, I made a note of that. We don't oh, get yeah, enough of, of it. <laughs> yeah, I think it's so good to show, like, because um, Claire is the the athlete, and it talks about how when she was little, she was like super skinny and couldn't gain weight, and there was, you know, she was all out of whack. But then she was able to get treated and then, you know, live a healthy life and do what she wanted to do. And yeah, there's there's not a lot of not a thyroid a lot of thyroid representation there's out there. There's not so. a lot of thyroid <laughs> content out there. Yeah. <laughs> and this no, is a that's something you're looking for. Pro thyroid <laughs> podcast. <laughs> it is. I okay, if you if you are coming in without hearing, I think it was from um our 90s episode or moments mm-hmm. of the 90s i From, uh, home improvement yes, right uh, so yeah on home improvement <laughs> jonathan taylor thomas has hypothyroidism which i casey <laughs> that's me uh, if you can't tell our voices apart i have a really hard time with voices so it's okay <laughs> but i have i was born with hypothyroidism and so yep. seeing that on television uh was amazing to me <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, I mean, things should just be, like, normalized, because there's so many things mm-hmm. that just aren't talked about, and why not? Yeah, because even, like, I would consider that, like, a smaller thing that, you know, like, like it, it doesn't come up a lot, but, yeah. like, when I was a kid, like, having to take a medication every single day. Yeah, right. I don't know, it's just kind of, like, a thing where I was just, like, this isn't what normal kids do you know yeah yeah and it helps to not feel alone in it when you're seeing we've been talking about not feeling alone and i would say that loneliness is one of the central tenets of this book one of the main things yeah so yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. like the book starts off with talking about the neighbor 
because it leads into into Violet talking about how she waits for the mail to try and Mm -hmm. get her acceptance letter letter. and how the her she watches her neighbor wait for the mail every single day and she used to ask her mom like what is she waiting for what is she like what what's going on and her mom would be like i don't want to talk about things with you because i just don't think she wanted to explain to her child like that woman is very lonely and doesn't have anything to look forward to right some people don't have people around or yeah I mean, that's what happens in this book, like having something to look yeah. forward to, having something to mm-hmm. grow into. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I had I had forgotten about that. And that's that's a really good little detail. Oh, it's amazing. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Me? I said <laughs> just to open it with that. I said well, what does this have to do with the rest of the book? Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> You're like, mm, where it is? Everything. I'm just, I think that that's maybe a reason why suspense thrillers don't really, yeah. I don't want to say work on me, but I'm just kind of like, mm-hmm. I understand, like, I understand what's happening. So like, it's got to be mm-hmm. good, <laughs> like so good. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, they're, they're putting this in here for a reason. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you can figure it out pretty easily but I do I think that loneliness is such like a big part of YA and I would say that Mm -hmm. it's a big part of the supernatural paranormal YA too like a lot of these stories that we've been reading are about like feeling alone in the world and trying to find your place in the world and Violet has that too where she knows what she wants to do but unless she can get to that point, she's seeing everybody else around her leave her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That also has a lot to do with growing up too, which I thought there's a lot of like little pieces of this that talks about like the just growing up and like moving on. And mm-hmm. from chapter 24, all the other kids in school were obsessed with starting senior year so they could finish senior year and move on. And yeah. I relate to that like, so much that's all I wanted to do was get out of high school (laughs) right yeah yeah there was no like I didn't want to experience high school I just wanted to be done (laughs) like high school was not the best times of my life for sure no but like looking back I wish that I think that the reason why I convinced myself it wasn't was because I didn't want to be like everybody else and I wish Mm -hmm. I would have just like let myself be more like yeah yeah, I agree. Like it was, that was such like a part of our identities was like, we are not like everyone else. And it's like, I don't know. That's so, why? Like, why don't you want to be like everyone else? I mean, we've talked about it before, but. And the the funny thing is, is that like, we were unique to Like we had unique, I think a lot of people have like very unique personalities. And I think like, if we yeah. had just let that shown within the context of like right. this being in high school I think that we would have had such a better time in high school but instead we were like no (laughs) we are (laughs) we're like we are different and that means that we have to be alone we can only do these certain things we can't have fun at the dance or whatever you know we can't enjoy high school things because that's not who we are whatever yeah exactly and I (laughs) I will say that 
there are certain things that we did where I still feel like we were a lot cooler than the people around us. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like we were always dating boys from different schools and like, I don't know, like, and I know that sounds so stupid coming from an adult me, but I was like, we were cool. Like you and I are cool people. We're doing stuff. (laughs) You know? And yeah. I don't like I obviously we've changed a lot since we were teenagers, mm-hmm. but I think that like the core of who we are are the people that developed back then. And I think that, yeah, we were just not letting other people like us for who we were and we were giving them mm-hmm. an excuse to not like us. Right. Yeah. Or to not even know us. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Wow. We just That's didn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> that is the. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because, like, we didn't even, yeah, we didn't really hang out with a lot of other people. Mm-hmm. Like, we just kept to ourselves, and we're like, nope. Took off. Mm-hmm. Took off. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that we were cool, but I think, like, it would have been so much cooler to go to, like, my biggest regret in high school was to, uh, that we did not go to prom. Yeah, me too. Honestly, and, like, I wish we would have. I know that sounds so stupid, but to this day, I'm like, I just wish we would have gone to prom like I yeah yeah because it's not like you know it probably wasn't that great even but it's just like an experience exactly. it's just like part of high school culture yeah and like we went to other dances but mm-hmm. I don't know there's just something about prom that I wanted yeah I, I felt like I wasn't worthy of that like teen movie prom moment Mm -hmm. especially because I didn't go my senior year because I was dating one of the worst people ever (laughs) and he didn't he wouldn't go with me because he was older Mm -hmm. and but he also didn't want me to go alone because he was like super jealous so like yep I really it yeah I think that you had the exact same experience (laughs) because Ashley and I are the same person um so uh, yeah like I don't I don't regret a lot from high school but like that is like the one thing where I'm like I wish I would have just slowed down and been like well especially because we had graduated by then yeah and I I think that was was part of it too it's like we were like we're not even in high school anymore like we don't want to be a part of this at all kind of thing but yeah I think it was also the Cause it's not that we didn't have anyone to go with or whatever. Like we both were like dating people, but yeah, they were terrible and like, we shouldn't have Ugh. been with them in the first place. We should have gone with each other, <laughs> we Ashley. Just gone, yeah, we should have. We're both like, not. This is stupid. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I really connected with that. How Violet was just like, everyone just wants to move on. And I just like want to enjoy this time with all my friends. Yeah. And yeah, I totally agree with that. Like you and I were so excited to be done with high school that we graduated three months early. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and you know and what I did what? for those three months? I worked overnights at Perkins. Like, great. Yeah. Cool. I was working as a nursing assistant like I mean that's fine but like, why is that we were why would I rather do that than be in school so excited to be adults and then we were know, and we were like, like, this sucks. Why? <laughs> like I don't want to be an adult anymore <laughs> Can I go back please but I feel like even now like I that's such an issue like I always want to be like in the next 
place. Yeah. The next phase of my life. Like I'm never able to like enjoy where I am at the moment or realize like, hey, this, what you're doing right now is exactly what you wanted. Like you wanted this for so long. Enjoy it. (laughs) You know, like don't always be moving on to the next thing. Uh, Yeah, I think that that just has so much to do with growing up. And what I really liked about this book was how many times the girls are like, I want my mom. I want my mom to come for me. And I just like, I feel that so much because even sometimes when I'm sick, I'm like, mom, come take care of me. (laughs) Right. 33 years old. Like, my mom is not coming to take care of me. But like, it's just like such a different stage. She's in a different state. (laughs) And like, I don't like, uh, yeah, as, as someone who's like always kind of been like a more independent person, I still am like, yeah. oh, I need that. I would really like yeah. that right now. Right. And these are actual they children. Be taken care of. Yeah. Yeah. Like they should have their mom taken care of. Like some of their last words are like, I'm scared. I want my mom. And oh, that's, that's heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, I don't know. I don't know. I just keep talking about this all the time. But like, just, I think that's why I don't like these things anymore is because this happens to real people. Yeah. Like, this is such a thing. And like, there are people who, even as adults, as grown people, grown men, are like being killed and asked for their mom. It's so sad. It's so terrifying. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It, wow. it is, it is hard. <laughs> I think to serve point yeah. of being like, I know because, yeah, Gore used to be, I, w- I was so into like Hostel and Saw. Mm-hmm. And then as an adult, yeah. I watched Saw. And first of all, <laughs> okay, this dude wants to like punish all these people. And he doesn't even like yeah. take into um, account for any of the circumstances of these people. He's just like, you've been given every advantage in life. And he says this to right. an indigenous man from the U.S. And I'm like, this mm-hmm. this man has been given very few advantages in life. Yeah. Like, go fuck yeah. yourself. Like, actually, you, a white man, have... <laughs> yeah, I, I, I saw that and I was like, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Like, this yeah. is so dumb. But I just like, yeah. I cannot do... I can't I can't do it anymore and I don't I think this is a bit easier for me to swallow because you could kind of like skim past those Mm -hmm. moments oh yeah Mm -hmm. and I do still like I I do still like a slasher like I love scream so good Mm -hmm. but I think that where scream differs like with this is there's just like a lot more heart in it like there's a lot more Mm -hmm. of uh conceptualizing the characters and like understanding that they do have ptsd and this is like very like they're not just people who have been like just randos that have been killed this is very much like meaningful things that happen and like and i totally understand like not wanting to even have anything to do with that but i think that that's how my brain rationalizes it Mm -hmm. yeah no this was definitely like i was able to like read this you know Like we've talked about, I've had to leave the last two horror movies I went to in the theater. I know. Wait, what's the other <laughs> one? So weird the, for the me. Thanksgiving one. And- um, yeah, Thanksgiving and um, the Evil Dead. Oh yeah. What was it called? I don't know. But yeah, I don't know. I just can't do it. It's just like I don't know. Like obviously it's fake. It's a movie, but it's it's not 
because it is happening. People experience this. I feel like the almost the desensitization to violence in the media has resensitized me. <laughs> Do you know what I yes, mean? Yes, yeah, yeah. Like it's just been so yeah because it did not used to bother me at all. Yeah, like I loved horror movies so much and I still do like as a, as a concept as a concept yeah <laughs> no like one of my plans for Christmas is to watch Black Christmas because it is such a good slasher movie like it's there's just so much to it that I like I love to watch it but and I think even those are kind of easier to digest because like of the way that the effects are just so much like less yeah. brutal I think that is part of it too. Like new movies, like things look real. And they go, they, <laughs> they're like, we want they, you to vomit. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't want to vomit. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. I think you and I would have been in the seventies seeing the exorcist and being like, absolutely not. <laughs> you can everywhere. Yeah, like fainting in the crowd. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. So that, that's our take on. Uh, slashers. <laughs> but if you enjoy it, I, I don't, think that there's anything wrong with enjoying it because it is fake it's oh absolutely i do think rounding out this season of talking about things like this where like we have talked about like a lot of like deaths and like i don't know like brutal happenings around teenagers uh but talking about the slasher as a concept is actually interesting that we have ended on that because Mm -hmm. the slasher the teen slasher is huge it will always be huge like yeah. It's a big part of being a teenager is seeing those scary movies and then kind of being like, oh, this is fun. And then later on kind of being like, I don't want to like I I'm not invincible. Yeah. Like this is really scary. Right. Yeah, that's that's actually that's a good point, because as a teenager, like you do have that feeling as like a young person. You're like, nothing bad can ever happen to me. And then slashers like that's all it is. It's like teenagers die. <laughs> horrible death yeah and like showing you like hey actually you know you could you could have something really bad to you. yeah yeah <laughs> that's a really good point <laughs> i think that one of the last things that i kind of had in my notes was there's so much self-loathing mm-hmm. in this story and it's not just the end which we're not gonna spoil but yeah. I do think that there is a lot of points when like Violet is just like hates how her life is going, hates like yeah. all these things. And it like makes her so anxious for the future. And I found these moments of like self-loathing to be just like so authentic mm-hmm. to not just the teenage experience, <laughs> to the human yeah. experience, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. yeah. But I do think that as a teenager in particular, I mean, you just have, like, so many big feelings and, like, Mm -hmm. it is so easy to get wrapped up in this, what you see about yourself and the things that you hate about yourself. Yeah, you're not able to see the positive. You're so caught up in what you don't like. (laughs) You don't like about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that, like, self-loathing drives so much of, like, teenage behavior, especially, like, I would say teenage girls that are, like, so mean to each other. yeah so yeah, many absolutely. times I was mean to another girl in high school is because I was jealous or I felt less than yeah. that person or exactly. whatever and I think that this book deals with a lot of that mm-hmm. yeah I think that that is something that like is being actually like dissected now 
like actually like talked about in things and like I don't know I just see this like concept of like I'm old you know but <laughs> but I'm on TikTok all the time I see <laughs> I am old and I'm also on TikTok and I see young people talking about things and there's so much support now like there's people like in a video where someone is like criticizing a person or whatever the comments a lot of the times are just like people supporting them or just being like 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 how can you say this about someone like you know people are doing the best they can or like one of them like imagine not being a girl's girl I love you know that. like that's like embarrassing yeah. to not be supportive of other women which as it should yeah why would you not be yeah let's but it's that. so different from what we grew up with also I find the medium in which you're getting this message out to be really interesting because of the way that social media and I don't know, just new media like texting even was used in our teenhood to harass other people oh yeah remember mm -hmm. that we had those weird stalkers yeah remember that what was that <laughs> creepy we just had weird girls who would just call us and be like we we knew where you were today and just like I thought it was yeah. so weird yeah and I'm not saying like that stuff like that doesn't Obviously. happen of course it is but it's just like it's changing yeah a little bit at least at least there's some positivity in it mm -hmm. yeah people like calling people out yeah. for not being supportive or yeah. whatever yeah, I, I, yeah, there's definitely lots of still bullying and whatnot, but I do think our understanding of like how we see each other has gotten better. And because we're just more tolerant, I mean, oh, some of us are more tolerant as people. Yeah. Some of us, when yeah. I say it like it was not you, I'm like, some of us on this Zoom call are more tolerant than others. And it's me and not you, Ashley. Oh my God. Sorry. <laughs> but I do think that yeah. like when you're so like far into those like feelings when you're a teenager, it is so hard to like get out of and like see the bigger picture of things. Yeah. Which is why we need media and books to tell us what to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. It's like show different sides of things. Yeah. Show that there are options. Yeah. Cause not I mean like with mental illness too i mean it's for some people it is just like as a teenager but like with you know anxiety disorders depression like adhd lots of things like your brain does not allow you to see the positive yeah oh yeah <laughs> like you you see the negative and that is like a hundred times stronger than any good thing that happens like you just can't you can't get through it you and I were just talking about like periods, <laughs> like PMS. Yeah. And how like yeah. I had the worst PMS the other week where I was just like, I'm doomed for all eternity. <laughs> right. Like yeah. I've never been happy in my entire life. I'll never be happy again. Mm -hmm. I know. Yeah. It's like it's it's wild. Like what your brain can convince you of. <laughs> it really is. Oh, yeah. That's such a good point. Really ties into the story. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it does. One thing I wanted to just tie it into uh, the last book that we read. Fear mm -hmm. Park. Fear Park, yes. <laughs> which I just got the other book today. Did you? Oh, I love that. Actually, it was yesterday. I lied. Was Jealous? Uh, <laughs> but 
I was saying that the guy's name was Robin and they were doing the Hundred Acre Woods. In this book, one of them's singing the Winnie the Pooh song. Yeah, they are. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's What very a weird funny thing. and very weird. <laughs> Yeah. yes. Yeah, I think that um, what other, like, I guess, like, what do carnivals and amusement parks tell us about young adult fiction? Like, what, I don't know, what did you kind of, like, get from this whole theme that we we're kind of doing on these last two episodes? I I think that carnivals and amusement parks are like a huge part of teenage life because it is like, I don't know, a lot of adults don't want to be in that environment necessarily. Like it's somewhere that teenagers can go and like they're kind of the main focus, I guess. They're like, that's like the target audience for a carnival, I think. It's teenagers. I think that going into that more even is like like it's a childhood experience that is allowable in still when you're a teenager like there are Yeah. so many things that aren't allowed and even in this Mm -hmm. book uh Violet kind of talks about like all of the all of the stuffed animals that I still had in my closet that I was too old to play with but too young to want to throw away so it Yes. is like an experience where you can still feel that magic but you can do it in a way that you're not treated as a child Like, acceptable still, yeah. to me I was like I think it goes back to the way that both authors kind of describe the like the setting of the carnival and the amusement park where things are kind of like too bright or like kind of bright or like there's Mm -hmm. like light in the distance and like everything's kind of like fast moving around you And I think that that's Yeah. kind of a good way to describe your childhood and teenage years is like everything just kind of goes by fast and it's kind of all like blinking lights and you're kind of trying to look everywhere, but you don't really, Yeah. you can't really hold on to one thing because it just like passes by so quickly and, and you want, you want to experience it all, but you also like want to get the fuck out of there. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's so true. Yeah. It was all like everything's so extreme Yes. in like a carnival. Oh my god. Like, yeah. Like there's so many like, yeah, bright lights and noises and just things coming from everywhere. Yeah. No, that's true. <laughs> Yeah, that's very interesting. I like that. Yeah, I I think that this yeah, this subject is really interesting for a teen setting, a teen book setting because there's just like you're kind of enclosed in the space. that's meant to be like a kind of outside of the real world space. Yeah. And as a teenager, that's kind of where you are is like kind of outside of the real world, like kind, like being in a, like I said, from when I was talking about like the whole dress code of the whole high school experience is like, you're kind of in this place that doesn't, things don't actually really matter that much, Yeah. Mhm. Mm but there's all these yeah. stupid rules and there's all these like things Yeah. you have to follow and like, pathways you have to take Mhm. Mm and it all feels so important. mm -hmm. Even though it yeah, like you're saying it really doesn't matter. it doesn't matter <laughs> like in the long run, like in your the scheme of your life, no it's like nothing. no But yeah, it is. You, you can't see that while you're there.
Um, anything else about the book or amusement parks? Well, I I'm just gonna throw it out there. I think that Ivy, I think she's a Swifty. <laughs> I got a few things. Maybe I'm just making it up. I don't know. Please please share with the share with the class. <laughs> so, as we know, um, the whole cardigan Betty, um, August trilogy. <laughs> the there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Blake and Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds' kids, mm -hmm. who are all girls. Yes. Oh, so they have a girl named James. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. At one point, I can't remember which character said it, but she said, please exclude me from this narrative. Yes. Oh, I, yep, caught that. Yep. And also just the traffic light thing. Mm -hmm. They're asking the traffic lights if it'll be all right. They said, I don't know. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, probably. I'm I'm saying it. It's happening. <laughs> Don't know. <laughs> We're all swift underneath it all is what you're saying. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what's the song? I I actually don't <gasps> have one this time. Do you have one? I'm sorry. I was in such a rush. I was like trying to trying to get things done i think that we should just go with coney island for this one it's very much about like the rides and the experience oh, yeah. of like being i don't know at the park and kind of the feelings that you have and like like we like we were saying like kind of relating all of your outer emotions to what's happening within a confined fast-moving place yeah yeah that's true I do just want to, we are wrapping up not only the year, ah, yeah. but also the season. Um, we actually don't know what we're doing next season yet, so stay tuned. <laughs> you might know by yep. the time this comes out. Who knows? We like to just <laughs> play it by ear. But I just want to wrap up this whole like teen supernatural season, the spooky season. I know it went mm -hmm. kind of long, and I kind of actually liked that because yeah, I don't know. There's... I'm not really a Christmas person or like a wintry person, but like it kind of felt yeah. good to be still within this genre, like subgenre. Yeah. yeah, it was like comforting, season, actually. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, but I do want to ask, like, and kind of like connect these themes that we've been seeing throughout the season, and say like how does all this supernaturality connect with the experiences of teenhood and with YA? So it's kind of like what I did ask about the carnivals and the of arcs. Yes. Yeah. But I think on a broader scale, I just like kind of want to chit chat about that. Yeah. I think that, I think that it is just kind of like a escape because you are so like wrapped up in things as a teenager like in high school, like, like we were saying, like things feel so important. And so, I don't know, permanent, like anything. Yeah. Like anything that you do is like this huge deal. And I think that having these like supernatural stories can kind of take you out of that in a way. Yeah. No, I obviously, I think that books about the supernatural do have a way of doing that. Like, I think that's why a lot of people like the yeah. genre, but I also think it relates so much more like back to being a teenager and like how 
everything feels really big and permanent and like life or death. And then in this, these instances, everything is life or death. Oh, yeah. So it does have a way of like taking you out of that, your life and being like, oh, there's actually things that are kind of more wild out there. That's true. Yeah. But I also think that like, there's so much about emotions and like loneliness and acceptance Mm -hmm. that we saw. Um, I'm thinking back to the the werewolves of it all, where it's just like kind of yeah. about like the over emotions of of like not being able to control yourself. And I just like I think yeah. of myself as a teenager, and I was like so horrid <laughs> in ways that like I can't <laughs> even imagine ever speaking words like that to another person yeah but I did it because I couldn't control right. my emotions mm-hmm. and I think that these stories have a way of making teenagers feel better about that because like yeah they don't have any control and like yes it is what you've done so you have to face the consequences but it also has a way of making you feel like maybe not like it is the end of the world that you have acted this way like you can come back yeah. from it unlike these creatures right. who can't come back from it yeah they can't this is part, like that's, that's the things like wearable like becoming a werewolf or becoming a vampire that's permanent that's forever yeah and you have the choice to not do that you grow up out of thing, out yeah. of this, unlike these creatures who, yeah, are, they don't have the chance to do that. High school students forever. <laughs> oh God, yeah, but yeah, that's that's true. Because yeah, I I think that oftentimes we kind of, even as adults, like if we do something bad, we feel like that's like the end who we are like like that's it but people do change people do learn and grow and become better when they can or want to and people are complex just because you've done Mm -hmm. one bad thing doesn't mean that you're not a good person in other ways like i yeah i think that there is a really big problem currently with people being like this person did one bad thing so they're bad which is such a yeah. shitty way to it's look the, at a person as cancel culture <laughs> i know and that's so stupid but... which is like it's such a dumb that's, like term yeah. but it, it's it's in some ways true like i think it's looking at the totality you know, of like... a person yeah right and that does not include if you're a sexual nasty harasser like assaulter absolutely not you should never get a job again but i think if you cheated on a spouse or like i don't know like said something dumb once like who the fuck right yeah like it's you're like yeah people are more than just a moment in their life Mm -hmm. yeah like i've i've done and said really bad things (laughs) that i would never do now like you know like if i was judged or known for who I was as like a 20 something 20 early 20s everyone would hate me <laughs> but I'm not I'm not the same person I was a feral person <laughs> early mm-hmm. 20 something like I was 
yeah a dumpster of a human being yeah. and like it is nice to have like friends who have known like you have known throughout these different yeah. uh parts of my life where I'm like oh you've seen the totality of me and you still love me you know what I mean yeah you're like you're not yeah. like I'm not that person I was when I was 20 you're not that person that you were when you were 20 we're not the same people we mm-hmm. were when we were 13 we have some of the same things that like make it like why we became friends but we're not those yeah. people anymore those experiences yeah yeah that's a good like I I I do think that that's a good lesson to come away from the this with like when we're talking about things like monsters and like yeah I don't know it's it's really easy to like fall into the like people are bad mm-hmm. it's so easy and we've like yeah. we've been talking about this all night like there's so many things going on in the world where we're like so upset and it's hard to disengage and think about things on a like different level like even think about anything outside of it but i do think it is important to keep thinking about how people are people mm-hmm. and like yeah monsters like don't really <laughs> exist <laughs> right you know yeah yeah and there i mean of course there are some people that are just awful bad yeah. and like just want to take advantage of other people oh, yeah. and exploit people whatever but for the most part the vast majority of people are not like that like they're just trying to live their life with mm-hmm. what they have with everything that they've gone through like they're doing the best they can <laughs> and i do think that this kind of relates back to the whole like true crime of it all where we're seeing everyone around us as if they're predators and if they are preying on us and that's such an unhealthy yeah. way to live life because if you're not helping your community you're not helping your neighbors and mm-hmm it just reflects on such a bigger scale where we're just like completely hating groups of people. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I do think that the, the subgenre of the supernatural, the teen supernatural yeah. really reflects on our understanding of the wider world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And that is my thesis. I wrote a paper about it. <laughs> A plus. Yeah. No, my teacher definitely responded and said, can you explain yourself, though, a little more? This is incomprehensible. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> That's why I'm glad I'll never have to write another paper again. <laughs> yep. Um. Okay. Well, I think anything else you want to say? I, I hope that. all that made sense. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it got past 10 o'clock and we were both just like, we're old. We can't do it anymore. Well, I'm what past going on. You're past like eight o'clock. I'm at eight thirty, and you're like, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I have my tea. I'm a little. I'm a little porcelain frog. Oh That's what I turn into. Oh, no, I I stay up. I know I you're up. wild. I know. I can't help it. So, lastly, I just want to thank everyone for listening through all that especially but i do want to thank everyone for listening we've had so many new listeners come in and i mean even the past like couple months and i love that and i'm so happy that we can connect with you all 
about the books that you loved that we love and like newer books too i know these episodes are not as popular but i do think exploring the way that the white genre has evolved is so interesting yeah especially as someone who writes contemporary yeah for sure um but so yeah thank you all for like liking our podcast and listening and yeah. being here thank you so much this is fun and we really like it and i do i just want to thank ashley my best friend for hopping in when i kind of made her do it because <laughs> that's what happened this yeah. year i was i was thinking about the last year and i was just like oh yeah i did just kind of make ashley be my co-host <laughs> at, at, at some point it's been fun though good I enjoy it yeah and i like re exploring our teen years together has been so much fun and kind of I don't know it's just I like rethinking of these things because it gives me a better understanding of just people in general and like younger generations because I just never want to be that person that's like kids these days right and I find myself doing that don't get me wrong (laughs) but I do think that like exploring subject matter that isn't necessarily made for you is a really mm-hmm. important part of being a, a human. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. So important. And yeah, wish we need to do more mm-hmm. different viewpoints, different stories. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I love, I just, I love stories and getting to read the stories that I loved as a teenager and as a kid, oh, it's just like such a delight and finding so much more about them and how they like they just they have so much more matter than people think that they have Mm -hmm. that's my absolute favorite thing to do yeah yeah because at the time when you're reading it as a kid or a teenager you're not really looking into it that deeply no not at all it's like this is this is fun to read (laughs) but they're still giving you these lessons that i think are so important and that matter and so the books that are giving you bad lessons, like <clears throat> Twilight, um, <laughs> I I think that that matters too. Talking about that, mm-hmm. um, and also I just I love all the discussion that we have about the things that teenage girls like, <laughs> like yeah. currently, contemporarily, historically, through our teen years, through our childhoods. I just think that's so important to touch back on because I just it's always been such a thing that's been dismissed. And so I just mm-hmm. like, I really just love talking about it because there's things that were so important to us that the world told us were not important. Right. That it's just frivolous. I just want to say that the things that you liked as a teenager, everyone listening, they're important to us too. Like it's, it's yeah. important. And yeah. And, and even more than just like from a nostalgic point of view, like these are the things that made us who we are. Mm-hmm. So they're worth they're worth going back to they're worth reading again they're like you're you're worth it and the things that you love are worth it yeah absolutely that's that's the message <laughs> that's that we want to spread that's it. <laughs> yeah everything else ignore it's everything really else bad. ignore everything else <laughs> i said yeah. one smart thing go go for that <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it's, we didn't 
we didn't have that lesson. No, and I think that um, being told that the things that you like aren't stupid is really important. Honestly, <laughs> like yeah, it is so important, absolutely. and it's just so overlooked. And mm-hmm. that's what we're here for. That's what we're here for. <laughs> mm. We're here. Um. Okay. <laughs> all right moving along um yeah thank you for such a good year we are coming back in maybe late january february uh we'll we'll talk yeah (laughs) uh if you want to keep up with what we're doing please follow us on instagram at to all the ya um you can also go to our website it's caseyracer.com slash to all the ya and rate review and tell us Ashley, what should people tell us? Oh, man. I did really bad this time with these things. Uh... No pressure. <laughs> it can be something very small, very... doesn't have to be deep. Okay. Just tell us what was your favorite, like, childhood series or book or whatever. Yeah. No, I love that. <laughs> so, Please. Yeah. No, that's that's perfect because I think that we are going to explore, I mean, we are going to explore so many more books that we loved as children and we would love yeah. to hear what you all loved and maybe that'll bring yeah. up some things that we loved and we forgot about. So, yeah. yeah. I I I forget a lot. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but you know what? We're not going to forget about you. I don't know what I was trying to do there. Okay, bye. (laughs) Bye.